Welcome to the Runners Roundtable podcast. Season four is conversations with runners, and each episode features a conversation with an inspiring female runner who is making the running community better in her own way. In this episode, I'm talking to Sarah Marie of Sarah Marie Running Co. about her creative process and the importance of learning and pivoting as a businesswoman. Enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Season 4, Runner's Roundtable. This season is all about the ladies. I mean, every season is always about the ladies on this podcast. But this one in particular is about women who inspire us through running and what they're doing within the running industry. And I am beyond delighted to have Sarah Marie with us today. And I just kind of want to show you some stuff real quick because I feel like I might be going through the vault here. So if you're listening, I'll try to explain what I'm showing, but I just want to show you. So I've got this, run all the miles, do all the yoga. And I feel like I was like, oh, I'm kind of going through maybe the vault of her design. Yeah, that's a throwback. That one's a throwback. And then this one's another one. Yeah, the champagne one. Run all the miles, drink all the champagne. And then this one was actually gifted to me earlier this year because I ran the oh, London, London Marathon. So I just wanted to bring that stuff out and I'll, I'm going to actually email you and I'll probably post the picture too, but I have a picture of me wearing the champagne shirt because I was trying to figure out, you know, you've been around for seven years now, right? No, it's hard to believe. Uh, so I'm like, I'm like, wait, I know I've been following her just as long. So that champagne shirt is definitely from 2018, or at least that's the picture that I have of myself wearing it. So before we kind of go into what I just showed you, I just wanted to show you because I'm like, (laughs) I think if I have three items that qualifies as a collection of of your products and of your designs, but how about you introduce yourself to us and tell us how you got into running and yeah. Just what does running mean to you? Okay. So my running, so I started running middle school. Um, it was, you know, the middle school track club, I think was my first running like adventure where I did the track team there. And then that was seventh grade. And then eighth grade, I started cross country. So that was my origins with the sport. Um, but yeah, and so that where that's where I started. I loved it. Like, I mean, clearly I started a company around running. So, but it was great. And it was one of those things where I loved the running, but I also loved the community of it all and like the teammates. And so it was, you know, high school really that got me into the love of it. And then as I went through my life, like college, I would run, but you know, to stay in shape. And I did a couple local races and stuff like that. And then I really got into it again when I lived in Manhattan. Um, and that got me into like running. I remember going out and watching the New York City Marathon, which I mean, if you live in New York and you see the crowds and the, you know, the energy around New York City, it's hard not to kind of fall in love with it as a runner. So um you know, that's really what started me again, like down running longer distances. And, you know, living in Manhattan, it's hard to do stuff outside where, you know, like I came from, like I grew up on a farm and it was outside all the time. So like I moved to Manhattan and, you know, like I 
between the the energy of the running community there and wanting to like be outside there's only so much you know you can go sit and read in central park so running was really an outlet for me too to be active and out and uh, then yeah and so that rolled into what i've got going now and so it's kind of a brief history of it all at what point did you decide let me start this company <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I ever really decided that. I mean, I must have, but it was one of those things where I feel like a lot of companies start out of, you know, someone wanting something that they don't see out in the market. And that's kind of where this started. Like I was doing, how did it? So I started doing stuff, you know, for myself. Um, I started doing drawings actually is where I think the origin started. I was working, you know, at a marketing company and, uh, I, a lot of things kind of all happened at once. Um, I was working at a marketing company and I just like felt, you know, like as a creator or someone who needs to, you know, even if it's just for yourself, like be making things. And so I started drawing again and I was so into my running at that point in my life that I was just started drawing things around running. Like I made an alphabet with letters that were all running themed. And so like I started doing that. Um, I started doing drawings around races and just cause I needed a creative outlet. Um, and I made some shirts just that, you know, were fun. And I was gifting them to friends who were running marathons and like, I didn't have the right gifts that were out there that I wanted to give them. So I started making stuff. And so it started from that. And then people would be like, Oh, where'd you get that? And so it slowly turned into something where I was enjoying doing it. People wanted to were like asking me about where I was getting this stuff. So it kind of started organically like that. And then once I had it going, it was like, this is great. I guess we're going to do this instead of all the other little things I had going on. So what was that initial setup? Like, was it you at home with like a cricket and like iron on? What was, I don't think original ones. I don't think crickets existed when I started. (laughs) Like there's so many, like I get emails now are like, Oh, is this, you know, a vinyl crate. I was like, no, we don't. I mean, I have a cricket now, but I use it for like ideas and like, you know, practicing sizes and colors and styles, but I don't print with a cricket. Um, but you know, like it start, it, it also happened the same time. There's a couple of, like it all kind of happened like the perfect storm where I got pregnant with my first child. Um, and I went from, you know, like running, I'd get up and I'd go for a bike ride in Central Park. And then after work, I would, you know, go for my run. And and like, I had my so many hours that I was training for things. And when I was pregnant, um, they were like, you should not be running. And like, they wanted me to limit my activity. So I went from like running for hours a day. And I was like, well, now I have like these, this two, three hour window. What am I going to do with it? So I started doing more. So that was part of it. And I also, you know, at the time I was an ambassador for Under Armour. And so I had a good community with that, that were all runners too. Um, so like I had like the perfect storm of everything going on. Um, but yeah, so a lot of this stuff, like I filled my time that I used to be running, like doing drawings and like connecting with other people. And so it all kind of, you know, worked out together. I love how it's, I'm just trying to think of, uh, the majority of people are pregnant and not thinking, let me fill time with a whole new business. Like, let me just give birth 
to a whole new business, a whole new effort, and you did it. And I think that's, first of all, amazing because there's this, you know, our society just has this narrative of when you're pregnant and when you have kids, you really can't pursue your dreams because you need to focus on your children and, or just the guilt, the guilt, man. I'm so tired of the guilt. The guilt is so exhausting. How did you navigate that? Was that something that even came up for you in terms of, (laughs) all right, here I have a new child and then I have this new business. Well, it's hard too, because I mean, there's, it's always like, you know, the ebb and flow of stuff too, I find where I always try and think like, especially with the different seasons that come with like an e-commerce business, like we're working, I'm working on stuff for the holidays now. And I know I'm working late, like we're ordering dinner a lot more. Like I try to think about it as like, I'm going to put in this time now. And then after Christmas, I'm going to try and take a week off and like, that'll be, so it's hard. And I go through it too, where it's like, I'm not here for a lot of the things that I want to be here for, but you know, like I will try and make up it, you know, when I do have the time. So it was hard. I mean, when I started it though, I, I wouldn't have started this if I honestly didn't have, didn't get pregnant. Like I think that catapulted me into where I'm at now. And I honestly, there was one point when I was going to work and, or no, I had a call and I remember I had a call with like the office that I was working at. Um, and my son was on, like, it wasn't high. It was like a little, like our couch, which is low, but I remember he rolled off. And I was like, that was the first time anything happened where I was like, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. Mm. I can never go back to work. And that was the first time I was like, oh, mom guilt. And I was like, I took my eye off to do this other thing. And so I think it's always going to be there, you know, but um, I find a way to incorporate them too. Like I went to an expo this summer and I brought my kids with me and like my oldest son's handing out like thank you cards and putting stuff in. So I try Yeah. I try to like get them into stuff. I'll use them. You know, we, I went and I ran Disney last year. It was my 40th and you know, like it was 40th birthday. Let's go do something, you know, to celebrate. And I did it around a race and around my kids. And, you know, like I try, it's lucky that I get to try, like I get to fold them into what I'm doing. And I think that's an important part of like making it work is, um, you know, they're, they're there with me, everything. And like, they, they help me do stuff at home and they're cutting apart things for me and they're putting stickers. And so I also think it's important for them to see how much work I put into it and the rewards that come out of it. Oh, absolutely. That was, um, this summer, my, our family was split over the summer where I went to the West coast of Florida with Mm -hmm. our daughters and my husband stayed East coast of Florida And I remember thinking, how am I going to survive this? I went to, you know, I have my therapist and multiple therapy sessions. And the therapist reminded me that that setup was actually going to be really ideal because then the kids would get to see the work that I do. It's not like they're in school. I mean, even right now, right? Like we're having this discussion while the kids are in school. So this is part of the work that my children don't see. This is part of the stuff that I love to do that they don't see. And that, you know, thank you to my therapist because that really helped shift a lot of my mindset about 
being one-on-one with them in the summer because here they did get to see what I did. They did get to see how I allocated my time or how I pursued those things that were that excited me or that I was passionate about. So it's such a gift that your kids are getting to be involved with that. And, and I also, think it's important like, to have your children know that work can be fun. Like I know, like I work really, really hard, but I enjoy it. And I want them to grow up and see their mom's business grow and be like, yeah, but like she loves running and she built something around it, but it's a lot of work. And I work, like I'll put them to bed and I'm working, they wake up and I'm working. And I want them to know that it can also be fun and it can be really hard work, but it goes together and it can be rewarding if you put in that time. Again, like, I also feel like it mirrors running a lot where it's like, you know, like it's really hard sometimes and you hate it and you hurt and, but then you know where you're going with it and you see the goal. And then like that hard work is for something. So I think it's important for them to be around it. Yeah. And to see that it's not all instant gratification, right? It's not like you're doing it today and you're getting it tomorrow. There's actually a whole process behind it, which I want to ask you a question first. And then I want to find out a little bit more about your process. So you, when you started off, it was Sarah Marie Design Studio, right? That's what I was like, let me confirm that my shirt goes that far back. And that's the logo. Yeah, We did. I rebranded it a little bit this year. Yeah. yeah. What was the, cause now I feel it's Sarah Marie running co what prompted that change? So when I named it, I was not like, this was like way back. The name came from just needing a name and I wasn't doing specifically running stuff at that point. Okay. So I was doing, you know, like I was doing freelance marketing stuff. I was putting mm. wedding invites for friends. I, like I did all of the things as I was trying to figure it out. So I wanted a name that kind of encompassed whatever, like it just a generic. Yeah. So that's where the name came from. I also had different ideas for names, but like, it's so hard to find a name that you like, that's not already taken or, you know, like, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to do my name and design studio. Cause it was generic enough. And I, the names I had on my list were all taken. So that's where it started. And then now that it's like very specific to running, I was like, all right, we'll do it. Make it a little bit more specific too. Are you doing any of that other stuff that you did before? Like the wedding invites? No, you're like, no, 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 no. I barely have time to do what I want now, let alone extra (laughs) projects. Right. So what, do you remember what your first design was? Oh God. It would have been drawings. You know, it was, I did like race drawings and, um, you know, Erica, Sarah, yeah. she reached out to me and I got like, I give her credit. She kind of helped catapult this whole thing started. Um, she reached out and wanted to do one of the drawings on a, on one of her pieces or a necklace. And so I want to say that had to have been one of the first because she had reached out and like instigated it to begin. So I think that's gotta be the beginning. What would you say is your favorite design now? Oh God, that's out or that's coming? I mean, I'm going to leave it up to you to tell us. Well, I got a new one on now. So it says early morning run club. I'm wearing it because it's my current favorite. Um, It'll hit the website probably by the time this podcast airs. Um, But I don't know. You know, like, 
And it's weird because sometimes I'll do stuff where I was like, this is it. I love this. I'd wear this all the time and I'll launch it and it doesn't sell well. And then there's some things that I'm like, okay, this is fun. Like I came home from a run, run with an idea and I put it on a shirt and I put it on the website and that flies out. Of, like, I'm like, what? And so it's amazing the way it goes, but um, it's hard to pick a favorite, you know? And it, it depends. It's like picking, you know, your favorite kid. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know- yeah, I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, I don't want to say that I have a favorite kid, but there's definitely one that's easier than yes. the other. <laughs> there's definitely one that's easier. Um, so what is the design process for you? So a lot of times um, it's kind of haphazard where it's like, they're usually designing waves where it's like, it. I will constantly have a list of ideas. So I'm always... If you look at like my iPhone notes section, I scroll and I scroll, like it goes on forever where I'll see something or I'll be out and I think of something and I just always will write down an idea. Sometimes I come back and I read them. I'm like, I don't even know what that is referring to. But so it usually starts with like a, a phrase or I jot down or, um. but yeah, so then from there, I usually will sit down and I try and do it in like batches because it's hard to like sit down and get a good chunk of time to design, especially with like life the way it is now. So I try and carve out time where I sit alone. I usually put on music and like go through my list of ideas and see which ones resonate and then take the text and work for a design from there. So that's usually how it works. And it depends a lot on like kind of where I'm at in my life and what my mood is. So that's where it starts. And then from there, you know, like I'll do mock-ups again, this is where it's like, I'll do a, like a design and then I print it out on a Cricut and I test it out on different styles and different, you know, colors I'll try. And, and then eventually, um, the end product, I, once I have the, I'll print a bunch of samples. Usually now I'm working with a great photographer. I've had a few, you know, I work with a few different people. I'll send stuff out to and try and get pictures, try and tease stuff on like social media and then I launched the collection. So that's kind of the rough way it works. I read something on your website that I found really interesting and it's the wrap process, W-R-A-P. Oh yeah, that's the the apparel. The apparel. So a lot of this, yeah, that's a, the apparel is produced, um, you know, in facilities that are like, what's the words I'm looking for? Um, it is a certification that, so I don't produce the apparel currently. I have some of it, but a lot of it are blanks we print on. So the, I look for places that ethically source a lot of their stuff. So um, whether it's recycled or it's, you know, like the, the employees get um, living wages, stuff like that is important. So that's what we'll go through. And I, the, the places I will get material from, I, I like, it's important to me that it's from a, you know, good company. Yeah. That's why I saw that. And I'm like, oh, she's doing, not to say that other brands don't do the homework, but you're adding in an extra layer yeah. of making sure that you are just from top to bottom. It's a good quality product because you're dealing with good quality people. Yeah. And was that a decision you made early on or- yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like too, like I try and use for most of the stuff I try and use like eco-friendly inks and stuff like that. So again, it's, it's hard to do it like as a small business to have all of these things, you know, like 
worrying about, you know, the orders and the customer service and the designs and the wholesale and the, you know, like it's a hard thing to have all of these things checked off. So, um, but when I can, I do my best to make it, you know, as responsible as possible. So this is a question and I'm curious because I feel like you're a creative person, which means your brain is probably working all the time with ideas. How do you prevent burnout? I feel like it's with anything. It's like, again, with running, like to prevent burnout, take breaks, you know, like don't, you know, like between marathons, go on, like take rest days. I think it's the same. Um, I say that saying like, I actually take breaks and <laughs> rest days, but you know, in theory, um, but again, like it's, it's really taking the time to like sit back. And also it's important to know, like you can't perform your best unless you have those breaks. So again, like for like right now, I've been working so hard to get stuff ready for the holidays. And I'm so looking forward to like taking a few days and spending it with my family. Like for me, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I know as I do these things to get ready, I have a goal. I mean, I've got my work goals that I'm going to try and hit, but then afterwards with my family, I will prepare to have those times where I don't have to be on emails all day. And then two, that is really important because a lot of your ideas come from, as far as a creative person, like going out my runs, like if I don't have a new idea, I was like, I got to go for a run. My brain is just cluttered. And then, then when I come back, I'm like, okay, I see things clearer now. And so I think doing that and actually getting out in the world, like it's hard to come up with new ideas if you're just sitting in your same spot all the time. So I think it's important to take those breaks and it may feel like a chore to take the time off where you're like, oh, this is gonna fall behind. But in the long run, you have to know that that's gonna put you ahead. Yeah, that's the hardest part, right? It's in with anything, with any business, with any work that you do, it's taking those moments to rest because I feel like also when you're resting or you're walking away from whatever that thing that's stressing you out, you're able to get perspective that yeah, you can totally. get if you're just like grinding it out on that same thing. And I'm curious if you've always known the importance of like the rest or going for that running break or no. <laughs> I think I also think it one of those things that comes as you, I don't like as you get older, but also you have more responsibilities. Like it's hard to burn out when you have three little humans counting on you. You know, like it's, you don't have the luxury of like being like, oh, I don't, I'm burnt out. I'm going to sleep for a week. You don't like, you know, like when I, you know, in my twenties, maybe I could do that. I would like call out sick to work and oh, whatever. But, you know, as you have all of these things, you know, like, and I also, there's, there's a community that relies on you as you do things and to know when you have to take that time is important. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I always laugh when people are telling me, oh, go rest. And I'm like, no, I don't think you understand what that means. Or when to schedule people, rest. <laughs> when people tell me, um, oh gosh, what is it that I get that, that something about the weekends? And I'm like, I don't think you understand. My kids are home on the weekends. Like there's nothing restful no. about my kids being home on the weekends. And granted my children are older, they're 13 and 11, so they can do a lot on their own, 
but it's still like there is no break from parenthood and it's just not the same it's not the same can you give us a timeline because I think this is really important in terms of when you had your kids and how it lines up with your business sure so it's easy because I basically count everything and like oh my kids are this old so this is when I did this yeah so I started it um again I was pregnant so my oldest is eight so the company's been around for almost eight years so that's when it all started and then um I've got eight six and four right now so it's yeah it started seven years ago and then it's that's like my biggest milestone was when I had Daniel and it but so, and then I, then with the pandemic, so Max is four. So he was one when the pandemic started too. Like that's another big, like chunk of time in like the history of uh, just our lives. Yeah. So. All right. This is going to be such a silly question, but I mean, how did you do it? Right. Like, how did you do it? Especially we're talking about the pandemic and we won't go into the pandemic, but the pandemic was a time where I, I call it like a confetti moment, right? Where it's like, oh, let's take the pieces of our lives and just shred them, throw yeah. them up and then yeah. see where they land. So how did you navigate your business with the children, with the pandemic? Because it's, again, like I always go back to, for me, the pandemic was challenging because my kids were home and I felt like I lost myself a little bit in that because I had to be a teacher on top of their mother, on top of everything else. So again, like silly question, but I mean, how, how did you, you know, it changed a lot for me. Um, I, well, the one thing that like kept me through the pandemic was I tie dyed stuff, which I know sounds crazy, but like that's remember the tie dye trend was yes. nuts. Yeah. So I sat in the backyard for like three months and tie dyed, I want to say thousands of shirts. And those like really, as far as sales goes, that was bananas for me, but it also shifted a lot of stuff for my business where I, before the pandemic, I had like someone else was printing stuff for me and warehousing and shipping. Like I was doing stuff, but they were also doing stuff for me. So the pandemic shifted everything in-house for me. So my whole house minus like what you see right here behind me was like shirts to the point where like, we didn't use two thirds of my house because it was the garage was filled. The guest room was filled. The downstairs den was filled, but like it took over. And so we were printing in my laundry room. Like it was, it went nuts because it was hard because you couldn't get apparel like, and then the, just the supply chain was so messed up. So I started storing everything here. And then like printing it in-house. And so it shifted a lot, which I also keep a lot of that model now. We're I've moved production in-house. Um, I thankfully um have rented a space and I have my own office and warehouse now. Which again, like if the pandemic hit, who knows what like we I could have been outsourcing a lot of that. So everything now, which has been great too, because I it's been great for my design process. I see things more, I touch things, I print stuff myself, you know, like I 
you know, have a lot more hands on as far as the manufacturing goes of it. Um, but so it really, I was forced to shift to this new model that I'm working at now, which in the long run is going to be great. Like I, it's been so much fun. It's been so much more work and we're like, I'm figuring out how to do it. Like we've gone over this hurdle and then there's always another hurdle. And so I'm excited about what's next, but like, it just, it was, it was chaos, but it was also like, my kids were young enough. So I didn't have the pressure. I mean, we were teaching them, but it was like teaching them one, two, three, ABC, yeah. like, you know, like, so I'm lucky to say that like, we were home and I didn't have a lot of the, the pressures of like going to sports and like birthday parties. And so I did get to focus on the work and doing a lot more from home. I also focused on work like all the time, which I'm still trying to get out of. Like it was hard to separate the two. So I'm still working on that part, but um, it shifted a lot for me. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my kids were, it was second grade and fourth grade is, but they were finishing. Oh, that's, yeah. Hard. Oh, it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. I still think I, I joke every, every year where I'm like, I need to throw myself a party at the end of the oh, school. Yeah, definitely. I haven't survived their grades. And it's so interesting that for you, it created shifts that still exist today because mm -hmm. it was, again, for me, it was so easy to get really overwhelmed. A lot of the things that I did, I no longer did. And I felt like I was just a mom. Like I was like, I'm yeah. just a mom. That's all I do. And it was pretty challenging. So I love hearing that you had a different experience that created systems that you have in place now. And I will say the one thing I stopped doing was like going to things. So I just, uh, my family goes in and cheers for the um, New York city marathon. And we did that this year and it was so much fun that I feel like that was the one thing that I started doing again, that I really missed during those few years where it's like, I stopped doing races. I, I mean, I stopped doing a lot of the stuff because I had such little kids anyways, and it was hard to do, Yeah. but like now they're a little bit bigger and going to some of these events. I was like, that's the one thing I missed and I cannot wait to start doing again. Yeah. yeah. And that's something you do plan on doing again, right? Yes. You're yeah. gonna, um, I think I had read on your blog, like you did your first expo recently after a yes. few years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Back. And yeah, it was good. We did the long Island marathon um, which is close. Like we're, I'm based in Long Island and it was fun. Like we, I hadn't done it in so long. I didn't know what to bring. I over, like, it was just, it was like a whirlwind of stuff, you know? So, um, but it was fun. And, you know, like it, the reason I started this whole thing was because I was such a big runner, you know, like running, I, the running community, like that's what, where it all started. And to have not done stuff in so long, like doing that again, I was like, oh my God, I missed this. And like talking to people and you come mm -hmm. up and people do hugs and they tell you stories and they give you feedback and, you know, like there's tell you ideas of what they want to see. I was like, it's so important. And also it's like, a, like, it's hard to have that connection when you're like emailing or you're sending DMs. And so, you know, it's hard. It's it's easy to forget on both sides that like when I'm packing stuff up, it's going to a person. And when some, when you're reaching out to me, like you're talking to me. So it was so, so good to do again. Yeah. So that was going to be something that I wanted to ask just for clarification, because mm -hmm. I, think I know the answer, but I feel like it's important for everyone to know when they're sending an email, it's to you, right? Yes. It's not like it's going to an assistant and 
It's not, which honestly I find to be even more impressive given your life, right? Like given the fact that, that you have three kids, that you're doing so much in-house, that you went through this period of your house literally being your warehouse, and yet it's still you. And that for me, uh, this is just a compliment for you that I'm going to say, I just absolutely love businesses where, and this is again, okay, let me just say the words. Let me just say the words. This is part of why I love businesses like yours because it is you and it's a reflection of you. I mean, even if you go to Instagram or you go to the website, like you're the one that's modeling the clothes. Like I know you. And again, for me as a consumer, those are the brands that I'm going to support. Like those are the ones that I'm like, yeah, go, go to them, go talk to them because you are I find, and again, like I, you know, I had to like look for all of these because I'm like, wait, I want to show her these because to me it's, and the same thing, like I have, you know, an Erica Sarah necklace that was gifted to me. These pieces are all a piece of you, yeah. right? Like this is, I know you have children and I don't want to take away from the fact that you have kids, but it's like, talk about a legacy <laughs> that you're leaving Well, and that's part, hopefully too, like with this, where it's like, for me, it's really important that this succeeds because I've spent so much time and it is time away from my kids. A lot of like, it's, it's hard to, whenever I think about this not working, I was like, but the reason I'm doing this is for so many different, like for part of them to see for like, if I'm taking this time away from like, I could be home doing homework and making dinners and which I do a lot of, but not all of it. And it's like, I want, it's important that it works out because otherwise I'm like, what is it for? Yeah. And, so again, yeah. it's like the touching of the, like as I grow and I do need help with some of the things, but there are certain things that I think it's important that I maintain control of. And one of the things that I do is the emails. And sometimes I'm a, I missed some here and there, which, you know, it's been a little bit overwhelming lately. And if I ever miss one, anyone who's listening, I'm sorry, but it, follow up. But like, I, I like to know what people are saying. I like to know the pain points. I like to know if you want something, you know, different that you don't see on the website, or if you want to share, you know, like people are ordering stuff for New York city marathon. I was like, send me, they're like telling me stories about who they're buying a gift for. I was like, send me the number. I'll put it like, I'll track them in the app and I'll be out there cheering. Stuff like that is important to me. And it's hard, you know, as you've got all these other things going on, but that's one thing that I feel like is important just as far as like, cause again, it's a community. It's not just, I'm not trying to sell you just shirts. I want like the running community is a family and it's important that like I stay part of it. Yeah. I mean, listen, the running community is great. And I'm curious, what does that feedback loop look like for you? Right. When people are coming and they're telling you about your products and what's worked or what hasn't worked, or I have an idea what does that look like for you? I guess how much, how much of what people say gets into it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I always have a running list again. Like I have a notes list where it's like, these are my ideas. This is the feedback. So there's always, you know, I take what people say and I write it down. And so a lot of times if it's, um, design ideas, sometimes that's harder just because I don't have, like, I've got a list of my own ideas that I'm trying, but like, I, for a lot of the stuff where it's the races, people tell me the races they want to see and I work into them what I can. Um, If they want to see, I get a lot of requests for custom items. So 
I recently started doing, which is hopefully coming to the shop soon. Like if you, I did a new collection, you can put 26.2 on the sleeve. And a lot of people have reached out and was like, I love that, but I want it on this sweatshirt. So I'm trying to work in, like you can add a custom like sleeve to any of the sweatshirts. So, you know, like I keep a running list and then there's different, like if you want a different color, I may not be able to do it then, but I will try and work it in later. You know, like it's, I take the notes, I try and react um, as far as products go as soon as I can. And then a lot of times if there's, you know, a link will be down or a code's not working, you know, like I'm on it immediately. Like that stuff. I, if someone tells me there's a problem on my website, I sit down and I was like, guys, hold on. I got to get up from dinner and fix this code immediately. So like, I'm always trying to like fix things as fast as I can. And then I do take into account styles, designs, colors, always there's a list running. So if you have a suggestion, it goes into the suggestion box. Yeah. And that's big too, again, right? Like talking about the accessibility to you of I'm not sending an idea to into the ether. Like it's actually yeah. going to make it across your eyes and into your brain, which again, big deal because sometimes brands will, will just make stuff. And I know I've seen stuff and I'm like, who is this actually catering to? Like who, who, who? Yeah. Who wants to see that? And again, too, like my style is not the same as your style is not the yeah. same as like, you know, so like what I think I, you know, like I love black, I love dark black, I love light black. And, the, you know, like that's what I like to wear. And so I'll launch something and be like black everything. And people are like, can you make it in neon pink? And I was like, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I can do that. Cause it, like, you know, there's so many different variations of what people want and styles and like, one person loves a racer back and one person loves the muscle tank. You know, so yeah. it's it's those things where it's like, it's hard. I'll do stuff based on what I like because I'm the one designing it. But then if there's other people, like I, I'm always trying to get the feedback of what other people want. Because again, like I want to create stuff that people want. Yeah. So you're constantly designing, right? Constantly okay. in this creative flow, but you're not always dropping new gear. What does that look like for you, right? We've got the holiday season, so there's stuff yeah. dropping then, but I'm sure you're not, it's not like every month you're like, here's something. How do you, yeah, what does a year look like for you? So I'll be honest, there is no like actual schedule. <laughs> I would like, I would love to, and I've tried to implement it before where it's like, I would love to have like a quarterly drop or, you know, like every Friday new designs come out. Honestly, it's just, too much where I'm at right now. So maybe in the future we'll have an actual, but like a lot of times it'll be like, I know that um, I've got three birthday parties this weekend and, you know, like a dinner, something on Wednesday, you know, like, so a lot of times it's based around my personal life yeah. where if I'm going to do a drop, I can't do a drop. And then no, I'm not going to have time to ship them you know, over the next three days. Like I've got a Turkey trot. I have to go to, I've got a Halloween part. You know, you're like, so I, but so that being said, the more that goes into stuff and the, the more I develop my process, the more I can actually get a schedule. It's just a lot. It's just a lot to do. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of like processes that go into it. So like, if I'm going to do a drop, I have to, there's the designs, there's the colors that I got to do the SEO for the website. There's a lot of times I'll try and send stuff to the photographer. Like, so there's a lot of moving parts and sometimes it just, I'll have a plan and it just 
falls apart. And so again, it's just like when I get to it, <laughs> so like I honestly is how it works. So for the women who are listening to this or, you know, anyone who listens to this and they're starting their own business, because I'm listening to you and I love it. I mean, that's kind of how I operate. I'm like, eh, if I have time for it, then we're going to do it. Great. I don't put any pressure on myself, but that feels so counter cultural to say like, I'm doing this based on my personal schedule. What rewiring of the brain or reframe would you suggest to people who are like, no, we have to have a strict schedule. And I mean, I think of, I think of um, like the yoga studio that I teach at, right. They're, they're ordering for the spring, you know, two seasons ahead. And it's very, like it's that, how do you, how did you break out of that? Whether it's intentional or not, I just, I love it because for me hearing you speak, it's, this is something that again, it is very much you and you are navigating how to make it work with your Mm -hmm. life versus work against it or where you're prioritizing, no, this needs to happen today by this time. And so sorry, kids, three birthday parties, Halloween party, like, no, what, what goes in mentally? I mean, do you ever feel guilt or it's guilt towards the business? I, I feel like it's one of those things where I do stress out about a lot of it, where it's like, and it's all internal where it's like, I have a new collection I want to get out and I want it to, it to be out, let's say tonight by five. And then I will like, and then I have to sit down and be like, but who's making it be out by five? That's me doing it. Like I'm causing this internal stress that I can just be like, have it out by Sunday. Like I don't like, so, and for me though, too, like I don't have the pressure of a business partner, a Mm -hmm. investor, like I don't have external pressures on me. So it's easy for me to be like, the only person who's making up the rules is me. You know what I mean? So like, I don't, I, I have the luxury of just being like, I can do this later. And so I think that has a big part to do with my attitude around it. Also, like, I don't want to hate my job. So, you know, like to have it still be something that I'm excited to do, I can't make these arbitrary deadlines that I can't stick to. And then I end up stressing out and like, don't get me wrong. I have plenty of stress and I work late and, you know, like there's plenty of it, but it's not enough where I don't want to do it anymore. So again, too, like it's, this was started out of the joy of running and it was fun. And I think that's such an important part to remember where it's like, I don't want to wake up at one day and be like, this isn't fun anymore. You know, so I think having the the flexibility around that is what keeps it important to me. And I think I wrote, I wrote it down. The remember who's making the rules. And that's such a big thing because again, it's the mental reframe, right? Of this is your business and you are putting something out for people but the people who are going to support you are going to support you regardless of when you put it out, right? Like whether it's today at 5 p.m. or Sunday or next week, those people are still going to support you. And 
I know for myself, if ever I get caught up in a deadline and, you know, this is the same thing for me with running. Like if I start to overthink paces, I lose the joy. Like I, all of a sudden the fun that I was having, it's no longer fun. It becomes a chore. And I think that's something that's so incredibly important to remember of like, why are you doing what you're doing? And hundred percent. And for you, I had this huge New York city collection that like the, it was these, you know, sparkly New York, it says New York city on it. And, you know, like I had these ready to go. And I was like, I launched them like three days before New. I was like, I was able to get some of them to people beforehand, but I was like, I was working so hard to get these out and I just couldn't do it. You know, like I launched them, like I was supposed to launch them three months ago and I launched them the week before the race. And I was like, I can do my best. Like, and that's what I can do. And there's a point where it's like, that's, that's your best, man. It's what yeah. you can do. And that's the thing too, right? Because it's, but I think it, I think it makes sense with what your product is, right? When we're talking about apparel, because it's not, this isn't, and yes, you can, you can wear whatever the heck you want when you're running and on race day, but that's something that I appreciate about your clothes is that it's not really meant to be worn on race day. Like it's like a celebration of your race. Yeah, absolutely. Like Like, all of it is a celebration of you showing up and you doing the thing. So whether you have it before or not, I mean, hi, like I ran London in April and I still wear this baby, Mm -hmm. right? Like on those days where I'm like, I need to feel extra badass. Right. Exactly. And that's, I love hearing you say that because that's a hundred percent what it's about. It's, it's like, the ones where it's like, and even like some of the race stuff, you could put your time on it. It's not meant like it's for afterwards. It's for celebrating. It's for going out and getting beers with your friends. And like, when you wake up and you're like, oh yeah, remember the time I did this? Uh-huh. So a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, so it's not, I just, in general, I, I've come to realize this about myself. And I think it's also just getting older. It's, I don't like to be rushed. And if yeah. I'm rushed, Honestly, I move even slower. And those moments when I'm rushed, I'm like, you know what? We're just going to put it off even more because if I'm going to rush something, it's not going to have my heart in it, right? Like it's going to be like, like to your point. And that's why I wrote it down. I even put a little asterisk because I'm like, yes, remember who's making the rules because it is so important. And again, I go back to that idea of the people who are going to support you are going to support you regardless of when you launch it. They're just going to love the product. They're going to love your messaging. They're going to love what you're putting out there. And it's going to be something they love, whether it's the day after the race, a month after the race, years after the race, Mm -hmm. whatever it is to me, it's like, oh, here is my, you know, this is my memory. And once yeah. I get this, I'm like, okay, now I need to, you know, make sure I'm adding the other shirts so that I can have a complete set. So it's just, I ask that because it, I find that we're constantly, and I say we like the universal we, we're operating in a system that works for some people, but doesn't work for people who are doing it on their own. And I find, and I guess here's a question for you. Is there anyone else in your family that has their own business? Yes. Uh, Multiple people. So my husband has his own business. My parents have a business. Um, You know, like it's, it's, yeah, it's common. Like this is 
I feel like the uh, people I've surrounded myself with my whole life have always kind of been, you know, entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. like, that's always one of those things where I'm like, do you even have the, you know, the script for what you're doing? Because it's like, even if your husband has his own business or your parents have their own business, like, are they in the business of running apparel? Are they in the business? That's the thing. They're both construction. So like, yeah. it's, you know, like it's not, but it's funny. Cause like, I'll go to my parents' house and whenever my parent, like my mom will say something and I was like, mom, like you can't critique anything I do. Like I learned it from watching you guys, you know, like, like we usually do Thanksgiving. Um, we haven't done Thanksgiving at my parents' house the past last year, this year, just cause it, like black Friday is such a big holiday for, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And so she had said something one year about like me getting up and I'm answering emails and stuff on Thanksgiving morning. And I was like, mom, like I, I watched you guys my whole life work and do this. And so like you making a comment to me about doing this, I was like, I learned it from you. Like, so as I it was always funny, cause like, again, like I watched my parents like growing up. And so I feel like I owe them a lot of credit, um, to uh, how I turned out and like the work ethic I have, uh, just cause they were just such great role models for me. Yeah. I appreciate that so much because I find that I don't, for me personally, I don't have role models within my family, but I have this podcast and I get to talk to people like you and I'm like, okay, so there, there you go. There, there doesn't have to be a set path. I mean, even, you know, kind of going back to what you said of, of the drops sometimes aligning better with your personal life than an mm -hmm. actual timeline. That's something that you figured out that works for you in your life. And there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it yeah. And yet. I feel like, I mean, I'll, I'll give myself as an example and it's, I'll keep it, you know, this will be more to like yoga, right? I teach yoga. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first came out of my teacher training, I was like, I was literally sitting down and calculating, you know, how many customers or how many clients I needed to have and what I needed to charge them in order to be considered a full-time yoga teacher and all this stuff. And let me tell you, I've never met those numbers because it's a level of work that I'm just not interested in doing, one. And two, it just doesn't align with how I like to do work, right? Yeah. I don't want, I want things to move organically, but in order for things to move organically, I've had to learn to trust myself, which is really freaking hard. So for yourself, how did you learn how to trust yourself? Because yeah, you have these models and you have people around you that are doing it, but you are the creator and you are the face and you are the person who is responding to the emails. So how did you learn how to trust, I guess, you and your process when it comes to the business? You know, I don't know if there was like a way I figured it out other than just doing it. You know, like it's one of those things where, again, like, you there once it started like it was one of those things where like I put the time into it and at this point there is no other option for me like this is what I'm gonna do and so I think it's really important to have a network of people like to talk to there is I I believe in constantly learning things 
which again, which is one of the reasons I love doing this business is I didn't, I don't come from an apparel background. I don't come from an e-commerce background. Like none of this stuff is something, if you asked me a decade ago, would I be doing this? There is no way I would have picked this as like my career path, but it happened. And the fun part of it, which I think is one of the reasons I love it so much is it's a constant learning experience. And for me, if something doesn't work right, it's an opportunity to learn something else. You know, like, so for that, it's like, I don't get bored. And if something goes wrong, it's, it's a, it's an, it's the next level. Like if something doesn't work out, it's a stepping stone to what will work out. And I think having that mindset, and I also credit like the fact that there are wonderful podcasts, like listening to people that you've had on listening to podcasts. Like I go through phases where it's like, I will wormhole down e-commerce, nothing but e-commerce podcasts that I'll switch to running. And so I think there is a world of knowledge out there too, that having that to resort back to is like, if I do something wrong or I don't know how to reply to something, or I have a problem I can't figure out, there are these networks and these resources to lean on. And so even though I am doing this myself, I don't feel like I'm doing this myself. And I think that's important. Yeah. I was going to say that has to be one of the best reminders for all of us is that we're not meant to do a lot of what we do by ourselves. Yeah. We're not meant to just not like we need support, whether it's from, you know, your husband helping with the kids, that's Mm -hmm. support. Whether it's you're calling someone up when you have a question that support voice notes. I love my voice notes. Listen, all I, I send all my friends voice notes and like <laughs> fellow coaches. And I'm like, with anyone, I'm like, okay, I have this idea. Or can you help me work through this? And it, one, that just deepens the community, right? Like yeah. being able to go to someone and say, I need help. That unlocks vulnerability, which then creates deeper connection with the people in your community. But I also want to go back to something you said, because- you have such a such a wonderful mindset in terms of at least at least in what you said you never once said the word failure you just said if something doesn't work out it's an opportunity to learn now i think that's huge for especially when we're doing something new yeah. Or we're doing something where, which, which is hilarious when you're like 10 years ago, I didn't know anything about clothing, right? Like, here you yeah. go. And yet this is where you are right now. How do we, and I'm going to say the word failure just for like simplicity's sake, but how do we not let quote unquote failure stop us from continuing on? Yeah. Where do we, where do we find that that ability to see something not working out as an opportunity to learn instead of a, you know, quote unquote sign that I should be doing it. I mean, I think it's, don't get me wrong. Things don't work out. And there's always a period where I was like, oh man, you know, like I, I find that it just doesn't serve you to, you know, go down that wormhole. I feel like it is okay to look at something and be like, it didn't work out. It doesn't make me feel good and accept that, you know, like, I think it's part of the process, but I think in the long run, everything, like everything that's not worked out, let's say again, like the pandemic, 
it was such a problem for me at the beginning, but three years later, it is entirely shifted how I'm running my business. So like, it was really hard. And some of the things that you're going to do are going to be really hard, but like you have to know. And again, I think it comes with experience. I think it's one of those things where, again, having people around you where it's like to motivate you when something is hard. Cause it, sometimes there are days where you're like, like this, you know, the beginning of the week I had some stuff happen where I was like, oh, this, like the universe is telling me to stop. You know, like it feels really hard in the time, but like, again, you've got to know that there's going to be that time and then you're going to take that. And then how are you going to shift that into something better? Like if something doesn't work out, it's mm. a time to pivot and figure out something else. And I think it's something that comes with practice. And I know it's something that I have to tell myself when stuff doesn't work out to like, okay, allow yourself this period. This is your period to figure it out. And then you put into practice a new plan. Yeah. And I think it's what you're reminding us too, is that every, there's always a feedback loop to it, right? Like if something doesn't work out, that is an opportunity to figure out, okay, so what about this didn't work out? What, you know, whether it be the time when you launched it or the design mm-hmm. or, um, you know, there's, especially in businesses where we're relying on other people to come through, right? Like you're relying yeah. on other people. It's also that, that realization that it's like, it's not you, it's actually not you. It's just, how is it being received or perceived by everyone else? And I also love the idea of like pivoting, right? Again, it's that you're telling us we have to be a little more mentally flexible with how we're doing things. And really that's hard, right? Because we think of it, and again, like a parallel to running, right? We think it's all uphill yeah, and it's exactly. like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I think a lot of the stuff that happens in life is just like, I feel like it, there's such a correlation with running, which, you know, like, I feel like everything where it's like, if you have a bad run, that doesn't mean you're like, everyone's going to be bad. If a race doesn't work out, it doesn't mean you're not good at running. It means you had a, you're like, I think there's so much that goes along where if, you know, like you put in the work, you're going to have the results. And I think there's so much that like just goes hand in hand where like being a runner has helped my mindset so much just because how much work and the reward base is so similar. Yeah. I have like three more questions for you. Mm -hmm. This one is just, my curiosity is always around how we get more people into running, particularly women, how we can encourage more women into running. And I'm curious where you see Sarah, Sarah Marie, doesn't say Sarah Design, Sarah Marie Running Co. Like, where do you see your business within that greater dialogue of inviting more women into the sport? So this is a fun question. Um, I have so many plans going forward. Like at this point now, you know, like there's so many things I want to do, but you know, like I, like my youngest starts kindergarten next year, which will be like a big thing for me. So, you know, like I have all of these ideas and things I want to do. And part of me is like holding back a little bit just because my kids are so dependent on me still. So going forward, I love this idea because there's so much like first I have an ambassador program that I have a wonderful women in, and I would love to focus more on that, um, which 
like it's not it's open to everybody um and so it's one of those things that like having more people in that and actually focusing on that community is something I really want to do as I have a chance to, you know, spend more time with that. Um, I would love to like open it up and get more people involved in, you know, helping with maybe whether it's a design competition, mm-hmm. you know, like something like that, where it's like bringing, cause like right now it's me and my work. I would love to have other ideas and people represented on the apparel. I think that would be such a fun way. And like to have, whether it's, I don't know whether it's like submissions with phrases, submissions with, you know, draw, like, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but having not only just like, I feel like there's so many wonderful communities out there that bring in a lot of people. I'd love to find a way to bring it into the apparel. Like, so there's just so many different ideas I'm like throwing around. Um, it is definitely something I want to get more into as I have more time. Um, you know, just, it's so much work to do all of the things. Like now it's like, I can pick and choose here and there, but like that, like the community base, especially around women. I love that idea. I also like, you know, I I do have some women who help me. They're all moms, you know, like I try just even employment wise, you know, having it be, cause I'm like, as a mom, like we have one woman who helps me and she's been a friend forever and our families are so close. And she was helping me, it was years ago and our kids were little and her kids were little and I would hire a babysitter and all of her kids would come over. And like, it was basically like a camp and we'd work. And like, so whether it's design, whether it's employment, whether, you know, like there's all of these yeah. things that I'm looking at and I don't know exactly where it's going to go but it's always something I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I don't think I, I always ask questions like that. Cause it's like the answer is never clear cut. And I think, yeah. but know, it's exciting to think about like all of it you, is. Like, I'm excited to think about all of the ways to bring more people in. Oh yeah. As you were talking, I'm like, Oh, getting people to come in with a design. That right, would that be fun? Oh, so freaking fun. Yeah. And then do we can... vote on it? Like, how do it? like, that's something I want to like, I want to hash that out for 2024, but that I think would be such a great way to do it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. As I, again, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, Oh, I would love to see something with like, um, like from, you know, like Latina or like different phrasings that we say in Spanish, like even something like that would be a lot of fun. So it really does open it up to, to different communities because I find that the more we can open ourselves up to different people, then they actually see that they, that they're there, right? Like yeah, that hundred percent, you matter. Like if I'm asking you for your opinion, that's me telling you that you matter. Yeah. Um. So I love that. And oh, I absolutely adore mothers because again, I'll, sh- I, I will share this all the time, every day. It's so easy to get lost in motherhood or to get suffocated by the mom guilt like it really is and it does take being in community to be reminded that your goals and your desires outside of your children matter right yeah. so to talk to you and have you say like no I, I I don't cook that often or you know I cook or we're getting a lot of takeout all that stuff is so great to hear because it's like yeah because right now in this season of life your goals matter and yeah. your dreams matter. And that's going to have, honestly, what, you know, what your children are going to remember. They're going to remember that my mom launched an awesome collection 
they're not going to freaking remember what they had for dinner on Tuesday, right? right. Like they're not going to be thinking about that. And I also like, when I look at it, like I think about things, I don't think about like day to day. Like I try and think about it like this, you know, like this, I mean, quarter, but you know, like I try and think about it like this season, like I may work a lot these three, four weeks coming up to black Friday, but then after black Friday and after the holidays, like we're going to do fun stuff. And we'll make pies and I'll, you know, like the things that, so like, I don't be like, this was a bad day. This was a good day. I was like, this whole season, this will be a little bit harder. This will be the celebration. And I feel like that too is like perspective on like the, the whole of it is important. Yeah. Well, because today it's always like I, with my daughters, whenever they say they had a bad day and Mm -hmm. I'm like, so can you tell me like, well, tell me about your day. And when they do, I'm like, so you did have a bad day. You just had a few bad moments within yeah. that day, but we can't label the entire day as bad when it was really like maybe five minutes this morning yeah. or something at lunchtime. And I try to tell myself that too, in terms of seasons, um, yeah. this is just a part of what's going on right now, but it's not the entirety of the story. This is just a small part of that story. Yeah. It's so important to remember. Um, Okay. If you had to give words of advice to you of eight years ago, right? Here you are. Let's let's make you nice and pregnant. And I'm yeah. assuming at some point on the couch drawing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that, you know, when we're talking about this idea of pivoting, I'm sure that was a period of time of your doctor telling you, hey, you need to chill. And yeah. here you having to figure out what so if you the you of today could share some words to that woman of eight years ago what would they be I guess enjoy the journey I feel like it's got to be it just because there has been so much that's happened so much unexpected stuff that's happened that I look back like sometimes I'll like I'll go through old designs like looking for stuff on Instagram and I look back and I was like oh my god like there's pictures of me and my daughter, like we were doing, I was doing a photo shoot in the kitchen and she like comes in and I'm picking her up. And I was like, I, I can't believe this is what, this is where it started. And I think every point along the way, like looking back, it's easy to see where you, where it started and where it's gone to. But like, there is like, when I started the first couple of designs I took pictures in, I was marathon training with like a six month old, we would go out and do 18 mile runs in a stroller. And like, I'd use that and I'd set up my phone and I'd take pictures. And I look back at those photos. I was like, I can't believe this is where it started. And I feel like the, the ups and downs now are memories, whether it was good or bad or how tired I was, or I was stressed out, you know, like all of these things, those parts don't matter, the little day-to-day things, but looking back, I was like, this is a lot of stuff. There's three new people. There's a company, there's like journeys we went on and trips we took. And I was like, if I stopped worrying so much about what happened today and looked at what's coming, it's that's like, just enjoy where it's at and don't stress out about the small things. Yeah. Listen, I hope that 
current you who just said that will remember that. Yes, me too. So that the you eight years from now can be like, oh yeah, remember that conversation? Yes, yes, I'm still I'm still living that. So I'll, I'll bookmark this and every like other day watch this part. <laughs> this little part. Like, Note to self. All right, where can we find you? What's coming up for you that we can celebrate you in? Just what's going on? So you can find me, everything is Sarah Marie Running Co. So Instagram, um, my website, sarahmarie.run. Actually, at anything Sarah Marie, Sarah Marie Design Studio still links back to it. We have, um, and coming up, if this comes out in December, check out the holiday stuff. By the time it's up, we should have a whole new stuff. We're doing limited edition drops, um, new designs for the, you know, the holiday season. And then 2024, I'm hoping to... I don't know if I'll do expos yet because it's more work, but I'm hoping to go to some races, like, you know, be out and about again. Cause I am itching, you know, I'd love to do a half marathon, get into racing again a little bit, like doing things is my goal for 2024. You know, it's been a lot. So that's to find me wherever I'm at. I'll put it up on, follow me on Instagram and I'll put up where I'm going next. I was say, just follow on Instagram, follow on Instagram. Instagram's the jam. All right. Last question is just any final words for us? I don't know. I feel like I rambled a lot. Uh, Just thank you. Anyone who's like purchased from me, followed me, written me a letter. Thank you. I am doing this because you got like it started because people wanted things from me and I started it and I've grown it into this because of you guys. And I just want to say thank you because I am loving it. And I hope that you guys continue to support me. And it's all here because people are wanting to buy my stuff. And honestly, thank you is my final words. Yeah. Listen, you make, and I keep like touching it. I'm like, every time I touch this, it's like, I'm touching you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Because you, you remind us that we celebrate off the run as well. Right. And that there's so much more to the runner identity mm-hmm. than physically running. And that's mm-hmm. what your apparel does. It connects us all together. I mean, imagine, I don't know how many of these London shirts you sold, right? And I'm sure you could, I'm sure you can go back and you can find it. But right there, you've connected people. I'm connected to every single person that has bought this shirt, every single person, whether I know them or not. I'm connected to them. And it's all because you had an idea and you put it out there. And it's so fun when like you see people in the wild, like they're, my husband has like saw, saw someone on the sidewalk once and like went up and took a picture and was like, my wife made your shirt. (laughs) And you know, like, it's just, it's crazy to me that like, that this, and again, too, I appreciate you saying that because it's, you know, why I started this. And it means so much to me that people are still out there, you know, like buying my stuff and wearing the silly things I come up with. And it just means the world to me. Yeah. Well, you know what? Keep creating. But uh, as, as, as we talked about today, keep creating, but definitely make sure that you're resting, (laughs) take your time to do your runs, to clear your mind. And I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so great talking. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Awesome. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.
I've said it multiple times, and I'm going to say it again. I'm so grateful I get to exist in the running space at a time when women like Sarah are making it better. It was fun learning about Sarah Marie Running Co., but the real takeaway for me is how she is showing us all how to run a business that is rooted in joy, celebration, and many, many opportunities to grow, learn, and pivot. For more on Sarah, give her a follow on Instagram at Sarah Marie Running Co. and check out her website at sarahmarie.run. You can reach out to me on Instagram at The Cookie Runner or through my website at thecookierunner.net. You can also support this podcast with a rating, review, or a share. Until next time, run happy, run strong, and run true to you.